Jazz and Chargers Unleashed, Sebastian Joseph, they know the vibes, we outside. You're listening to the Chargers Unleashed Podcast with your host, Dan Wolkenstein and Jake Hefner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. They show, of course, being brought to you by Bet Online, Charger Bolt Family, Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia, and Liquid Death. If this is your first time tuning in the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein, you know, a wise man once said that winning is the condiment that can make even a burger covered in feces taste good did i heard did, i heard that somewhere did you say that did i say that <laughs> i'm not gonna speculate on i'm not gonna speculate on who said it but a wise man once said it let's just go with that <laughs> wonderful wonderful um yeah uh, and i'd say that's probably what you can call the chargers victory over the cardinals uh moving to six and five with a 25 to 24 victory uh, lots of heart palpitations for everyone watching and playing that game, as we saw that two point conversion go through at the end of the at the end of it. Uh, lots to discuss here. If you haven't already, hit the like and subscribe button. Like Jake mentioned, go ahead and do that for us now. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you think of this Chargers team. Do they have a chance to actually make the playoffs? Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think, uh, Jake. Lots to discuss. We had that kind of instant reaction video immediately following the game, but I kind of wanted to use this. And we wanted to use this to kind of go more in depth into like, okay, what just happened and how does that impact this team and what we should be feeling about this team moving forward? Um, Jake, let's talk about our friends real quick over at Bet Online. Over under how many times we're going to have to do. I'm not even going to say it. Go ahead. <laughs> Might as well just say at this point for the remainder of the season, where we have six games left, over or under how many more stressful games the Chargers are going to have. Let's put the line at five and a half, in which case I'm going over. six. So over. Just <laughs> expectations for the rest of the year, people. Just know it's going to be very, very stressful. Buckle but, up. I <laughs> uh, want to remind everybody that Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And make sure to use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So, Jake, I think we need to, I think we need to start this off with credit where credit is due. The, the Chargers won this fair six and five. Justin Herbert balled out, had arguably one of his best games of the season. Uh, 35 for 47, 274, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and a QBR of rough, a 78.3, quarterback rating of 100-plus. Um, we saw contributions from DeAndre Carter, who looked very good. Uh, Josh Palmer con- continuing his kind of stellar performance over the last three weeks. Keenan Allen got the touchdown. Derwin James was spectacular. Uh, it's a forced fumble. We also got the interception on that fourth down. Uh, defense, Jake, I know we'll talk about the negatives, but we got to talk about the positives. Those final four drives, three punts, end of game. I want to say there's three three and outs. The Chargers defense held up very well at the end of that game. Why that can't happen earlier in the game, who knows? 
but that defense gave the Chargers offense a chance. And the Chargers offense at the end of that game marched right down the field. Austin Eckler got the touchdown with roughly under a minute left, obviously. I think it was like 15 seconds left. And then the you saw the video after the fact. Chargers ran the same exact play at practice. Two-point conversion attempt is successful. Jared Everett catches the two-point conversion. Chargers win 25-24. Game over. Brandon Staley, huge two-point conversion call, attempt, and redemption, I would say, for lots of the wrongs that have happened this year. Not necessarily just his fault, but that's the positives. The Chargers are 6-5, and five, still above 500. They're still in it mathematically very much in the playoff race. And so I do not want folks coming at us talking about, oh, you know, sky is falling. Why are they so pessimistic? There's lots of positives here. And you know as well as I do, we'll talk about them when they happen, which we just did. But that being said, Jake, there's also lots of negatives and lots of trends that continue to rear their ugly head. And I know that's kind of where you tend to focus. And that's where a lot of folks online are kind of focusing, which we'll talk about. This game, Jake, Austin Eckler had a grand total of 20 yards rushing. The Arizona Cardinals had 181 yards rushing in this game. Kyler Murray torched them many times. James Conner had a career day, it seemed, with the Cardinals against us, us being the team. Uh, Chargers offense was stagnant, got to a bad start again. Uh, Third quarter again was not great. And fourth quarter was stagnant again until that last drive against an Arizona Cardinals defense that isn't that great. So lots of positives. They found a way. Six and five is six and five. But do you come out of that game, fans? And Jake, I'll ask you this. This kind of started off with more positive feelings or negative feelings. And just be honest. Like, I'm the optimist, and I think I have more negative feelings, and it's weird. I don't want to say that, but it's weird. I, I think the reason is, Dan, am I, am I positive that this team is where they are, all things considered, with the injuries that they've had to go through, with some of the unfortunate losses that have come their way, especially in the fourth quarter, in the final two minutes, the way that they have lost games? Yes, absolutely, I am. But when you look at some of the trends, you just can't mirror that simply by injuries. You just can't. And when you're starting to think of a of a team in the Chargers right now that is trying to make a playoff push in these final six weeks of the season, there are some things that just that just might come back to bite you in the ass. And with us being in week 12 or just passing week 12 right now, there's nothing considerable about these that are going to change in terms of these trends. Dan, run defense for context, as Daniel Popper noted just yesterday, the Chargers defense is allowing 5.53 yards per carry on designed rushes this season. And as he notes in his tweet, that is the worst average for any defense in the last 22 Years to put in context, Jake, like literally the Chargers defense, if the off if the opposing offenses just ran the ball every time, every single time, 5.5 yards a carry, first down after two attempts into the end zone. They don't have to throw the ball once. Right. <laughs> Which I don't know why teams don't, but I, I, I don't I don't good. get it either. The the San Francisco game, they didn't really start running the ball into the second half. 
Same for the Chiefs game. They didn't start really running the ball until the second half. You had mentioned James Conner up until Sunday. His best game that he had rushing this year was 69 yards. And he went off for 120 against the Chiefs. Yeah, like six, nine yards roughly in the first quarter. Right. (laughs) So uh, there's just some things that, and again, we are now talking that this has been the MO of the Chargers run defense when it was healthy when Joey Bosa was part of it, when Austin Johnson was part of it, when Christian Covington was part of it, when Tito was part of it. In the last two in the last two weeks, Dan, let's not forget this. You have lost essentially four of your interior defensive linemen. You lose Austin Johnson, which was a huge loss due to injury. He's gone for the year. Jerry Tillery has his personal issues with the front office. He gets waived. Then in the very follow the next following game, you lose Christian Covington and Tito. And your you best Fahoko. interior. You I mean, you brought up Fahoko, <laughs> which again is something that they should have done a long time ago. True. I'm glad that he's playing. I just don't like the circumstances in which he finally is on the roster. I wish that would have happened long before that. You have Bre- you have Braden Fahoko, you have Sebastian Joseph Day, you have Morgan Fox, and you're still trying to piece these together with some of the, you know, interior uh, free agent signings that you've brought in over the last couple of weeks. Nothing about this run defense is going to get better. Just come to terms with that. But the, you but are, the thing, you the are what you are. At the this frustrating point. part is it just seems crazy. This is still an issue for this Chargers team. And then when you when you snap it open and you think about, okay, fast forward. Let's say this team does go on a run and they can get healthy and make the playoffs. Like That is a recipe for disaster. An yes. offensive line, which we'll talk about, offensive line that has not been very good lately, and a defensive line who cannot stop the run. In a in a AFC, when you got quarterbacks like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you got rushing teams like you've got the, tit- the Titans, the Bengals, so many of these teams, like that's their strengths. Mm-hmm. And we have not seen the Chargers do well against the rushing attack once. Sands week one, where they allowed whatever, 60-something yards. And Dan, I think this is part of the reason why so many people get frustrated with this offense. Now, obviously, they've had a lot lot of adversity that they've had to overcome this season just to get to six and five. But given the fact of what we know about this defense, Dan, Justin Herbert, in his three years of being in this league, has not had a defense that has been above 20. It's been like 23, 25, 29. It's a shame. And statistically, in pass and rush this year, they're awful. They are awful when it comes to those stats. So you're not getting much help from the defense, Dan. That's why anytime you see the Chargers offense go three and out or has a drive that stalls that yields and no points, you just automatically start thinking in the back of your head, the opposing team is going to go down and score. I think the the curious thing is this offense – you would think would be humming, right? And I know they just got Keenan Allen back. And so, like, in theory, it should be better now. And then when Mike Williams comes back, it should be good. They should be getting Donald Parham here soon. So offense should be doing better. And as much as we talk negatively about this defense and just giving up chunk yardage and being so bad against the run and all that jazz, like, they're still giving the offense opportunities to win this game, to win these games. Correct. Which against, is the, against the Niners, against the Chiefs, against the Cardinals, all three of those games, the defense did enough to win that game. 
This last game against the Cardinals, they got two turnovers and they barely squeaked by. Your offense should be doing better than this. And as much as we want to talk about the defense in a negative light, if you just pull back and look at the final score, they're doing enough. This offense is much better talent-wise than what we're seeing final score-wise. And that might be because the offensive line isn't doing well, could be play calling, who knows. So careful when we're just blaming the defense is what I'm saying. Like, yes, offense should be better. I, I fully agree with that. that. And that was particularly why on Monday I wanted to highlight that those three stops that the defense got in the fourth quarter of the end of the game, that was huge. Now, what should the offense have been able to capitalize on each one of those ensuing possessions? Yeah, they should have. They should have at least get some type of points out of it, but that that did not happen, obviously, until the final drive. But the defense did its job to keep them in that game up until that point. Dan, let's not forget, while Justin Herbert had the first three-touchdown performance since week two for him, it's been a while since he's gone off for a stat like that, he was fortunate that an interception was actually dropped, which also could have changed the entire complexion of that, of that game. Another so, tip pass. Yes, you get another tip pass. And again, the Chargers are fortunate enough to yield no turnover statistically. They turned the ball over twice on the Arizona Cardinals, which was huge because the, these are just the type of games that you're going to have to fight through. And I'm not trying to dog everything on the defense because it surely has had its share of heroes. Michael Davis has been playing extremely well. Yes. I mean, you heard the if you heard the context of Brandon Staley's post game where he's giving out all the game interviews, and he talks about the first thing he says is this guy went down in practice and we all held our collective breath. I didn't know it was that bad. I remember that that, that Michael Davis had the questionable label on him, but I didn't realize it was that bad. So you're just Keeping thinking in your, your head like, how many more breaks do the Chargers are like? What what is happening? With this team, just as far as this injury-filled year, they cannot afford to lose anybody else. But Michael Davis playing a lot better since he has become that starting role for J.C. Jackson in the lineup. Drew Tranquil has been an unsung hero for this team that we need to be giving a lot more uh, notice to because he's been a monster. And Derwin James is doing Derwin James things. But you're going to have to find other guys that are going to step up on this roster from a defensive perspective until Joey Bosa returns. You're going to have to come up with these exotic blitzes in order to get pressure because right now, people can clamp down on Khalil Mack with double teams because to them, nobody is scaring them on the opposite side from a pass rush perspective. So offensive scheme, you're able to plan that pretty well. And on the flip side, offensively, I hate to say this, but whether you have the weapons that you have now, even when Mike Williams comes back, even when Donald Parham comes back, this season really is going to have to rely on Justin Herbert to succeed. You're going to essentially be in shootouts. Every game is going to be close, and you're going to have to rely on your offense to score points in order to get wins. So so the thing that I, I find interesting is for as much as we dog this defense... In my opinion, if the defense does the exact same the rest of the season, I think the Chargers still have a great chance of doing well. In my opinion, like the the defense is kind of as expected. Ish. Ish. O- the offense is not. The offense is not. The fact that you need to have a game-winning drive to get over 24 points, like 
against the Cardinals, it's not good. It's not good. Now, I know they've been out, they've been without a lot of guys, but when you have a player like Justin Herbert, you should be able to continue if you and I are receivers on this team. Now, one thing that I do want us to talk about is liquid death, Jake. I'm very dehydrated. I still haven't freaking gotten one of these. I'm horrible. I know. I'll take the L on this. Um, They're murdering thirst. Jake, where can folks find our good friends over at Liquid Death? I should just make this ad read for you specifically, just as like a weekly reminder. I should just, you should actually just make it as maybe your ringtone or something like that when I call. Just as a daily reminder to get your ass out there to your local Ralphs, your Kroger's, your 7-Elevens, whatever may be out there. If you happen to see a grouping of tall boys in your local water or energy drink section, don't be fooled. They are not tall boys. They are, in fact, the newest sparkling water. Liquid death, as Dan mentioned, is murdering thirst. Every mouth that it touches and is doing a great job in the recycling community as well. Uh, if you're looking for something to get you hydrated, Liquid Death is the drink for you. Go out and uh, go to liquiddeath.com backslash LAFB and get yourself hydrated. I think I'm hoping that people are listening to this ad read as they are at the grocery store. Jake, I want you to send this to me when I'm at the grocery store. Call me. I'll have a ringtone ready. <laughs> when I'm at Roche's, I'm about to like, go crazy. Most of the time, you tell me your schedule anyway. I know. I know. I have no excuse. I have no so excuse. So I'm sure you have passed by it at least 26 times. Yes. Yes. It's fantastic. Uh, the over-under was 25. would have gone over, for sure. Um, <laughs> so I, I think the, the, the interesting part is there were a lot of folks clamoring for this. And at, honestly, in the last few weeks, myself included, that the... Offensive play calling, whether it's Joe Lombardi, Brandon Staley, the com- combination of the two, wasn't giving Justin Herbert enough free reign to let him be the dude that we all know he is. And say what you will, Justin Herbert also has not kind of taken it, taken the reins for himself, where he just he kind of seemed like he stayed within the system, stayed within the play call, and kind of went down with the ship, if you will. Then comes the Cardinals game, where it seemed like for the first quarter and a half, you saw the same kind of thing happen. And then finally, finally, it seemed like this coaching staff, especially Lombardi, said, you know what? Screw it. (laughs) Like, this rushing game is not working. Give it to Justin. Like, you do you. And there was a time there where the Chargers didn't rush for like 15 minutes, it felt like. I think they had two rushes on two drives total that scored. And you're thinking like, oh, here we go. And for the rest of the game, Jake, in total, the Chargers rushed, I think, for 20%-ish of that game. I think it was 78% of the of the plays they had were passing plays. Now, is that something that is sustainable? It might have to be, to be honest. It, it might have to be. But when you have a guy like Justin Herbert, you can do that. If it's, you know, let's say it's Ryan Tannehill. I don't think he can do 78% of the passes and still win games. But with a guy like Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Tua, even in in this stage, they could do it as long as they have the horses around them to do something. So you saw the coaching staff kind of start bending to Justin Herbert a little bit which is awkward because they've talked about doing this all season for the last two seasons. And I know when healthy, it's looked different, but still like when you got a unicorn like Justin Herbert, 
let him be the unicorn. And he saw that against the Cardinals. So that was one thing I was grateful for is we finally got to see them just say, here, you know what, Justin, go win it. And they did. And he did. Now, coming up, though, again, recipe for disaster. Going up against a Josh Jacobs team who just who had like 200 plus yards rushing. Had like 85, Three, 303 yards rushing. Who had an 80-something yard rush to end the game in overtime. We're going up against that team with this rushing defense. With Devontae Adams, I mean, they got all of them. They're hungry. They've actually won two games in a row. Like, you shouldn't be confident going into this game. If you're a fan watching what you've seen the last month, anything could happen. But, like, now, I th- I think that it's, it's interesting because I've looked at this so many times and I've thought throughout the season, okay, just keep buying wins. I don't care how you get them. Just keep buying wins. Get to six and five. Let's ride. Let your team get healthy. Bring some horses back. If you can get to six and five, which they did, we should be good. They got to start getting guys back. Like at some at some point, you can't take a you can't go to a, do a playoff push without your stars. Like it, like and go across the league, it just doesn't happen. So like they're gonna need Mike Williams. They're gonna need Donald Parham back. They're gonna need those guys back. Like, it, it's just a fact. They need Joey Bosa. There's no way, because while you're in the hunt, so are these other teams that you're going to be playing. So, you hope, I hope we get to see Mike Williams back and he lasts longer than one play. I think that's going to be important. But, like, ask yourself, is this a playoff quality team? I'm not saying, like, is it a Super Bowl contender? I'm not asking... Like, should they win it? Should they be in the AFC Championship team? But, like, right now, as constructed, current health, current roster, whatever, insert this team into the playoffs against any of those playoff teams, i.e. the ones we talked about earlier, do you think they win that game? It's it's hard. It's hard to say yes. It's really like what, it's what really confidence? hard. What, what tells you that they will? Like, I... Other than the fact that you have Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. That's about it. That's about it. You can't do it without your full complement of weapons. There are few quarterbacks in this league that can overcome that hurdle because they have other things on the opposite side of the ball. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, quarterbacks like that that have a stronger relationship with a more established head coach in an offensive system, they can get it done. They can weather a storm because they'll either get more opportunities, more cracks because their defense will get them the ball a different for an additional time, for an additional possession, or the way that your offense is built, you can do that. It's actually built around the superstar. Correct. Now, at this point right now, as great as Justin Herbert is, we have seen him with an absolutely depleted offense to know that with this particular offensive coordinator and this system that it's not made to sustain games like that. You maybe can get away with it for a game or two, but in a playoff push, you're going to need your horses in these systems in order to be productive. Yes. Outside of that, one thing I will say I was encouraged of, Dan, you never like to see the fact that your quarterback is the leading rusher of your team, but I'll tell you what. Justin Herbert using his legs like that for the first time that we've seen it in several weeks was a great sign in terms of his health. I think that rib 
is finally getting back to normal. We've seen that progress over the last several weeks. So it's a good sign in that regard. Hopefully you get Mike Williams back this week. Donald Parham was put on IR on November 5th. I think this would be this would either be his third or his fourth game miss. I don't it's know, but obviously the fourth. Okay, so then that would be his the end of his window. Maybe you can get him back for Miami here in two weeks. Who knows? Joey Bosa, some people have been speculating. He came out with his message uh, shortly after the game talking about his time frame. He's anxious to get back. It's just taken a little bit longer. Obviously, it's not this it was, week. It, it was probably even- a groin injury. Yeah, nobody should be talking about this week. Maybe, just maybe, there is a sliver of a chance that you get him back for the Miami game. Miami, Tennessee, that's kind of the window that I'm looking at. Yes. So those type of games, Dan, the, and those two that we've really highlighted and talked about for the for the aspect of making a playoff run, Miami and Tennessee, you have to have your horses against those teams because you either need to get a surprise victory against one, if not both of them in order to make the playoffs, because both those teams are playoff bound. They're both in your conference and you're going to need it for the long run. Yep. So, I mean, and think about it, Jake, like right now, chargers are sitting in the nine spot for the playoff seeds. And ahead of them are the new England Patriots at six and five and the Jets seven, four. And you also got the Cincinnati Bengals seven, four, one game, one game separates Number nine from number six. And honestly, the Titans and the Ravens are also seven and four. They're three and four seeds. So like one game can take you from the what? Six seed, five seed to the out of the playoffs. Now, there's some teams that are going to be experiencing some rough games. Miami has to go on the road now. I believe for three straight weeks are going against Niners this week. Like that could be a loss for them. The the Chiefs are going up against some good like there's a lot. I'm not I'm not even trying to go for the AFC West at this point. That's not. I I, and I get what you're saying. You're going to need some help. Like yep. you can't just you can't just expect to run the table and think that that's going to be enough to get in. You've already put yourself in the hole to where you don't control your own destiny. The Chargers need to. In my I've, I've said it since the beginning. The Chargers need to get to ten wins. That's the number. And even that, it's not guaranteed, but it's pretty darn. They should get in at ten wins now. They get, they just, they have, I don't care how they do it, but if they don't win this coming weekend against the Raiders, who are not a good team, they're better than four and seven, but they're not a good team. You then got to go against teams like the Titans, the Dolphins, got to go up against the Rams who are in kind of rebuilding mode. You got to go against the, the Broncos at the end of the season. Like in theory, these should all be winnable games against those teams aside from either the Titans or the Dolphins. But you don't want it to come down to having to win one of those games. Like if, if the Chargers win the game, they should win. They should be in. But since when have we seen the Chargers can do that consistently? I'm sorry. They just don't. Um, so I think it was important for the psyche of this team, Jake, not only for the psyche, but also for like individual players, but for the psyche of the players, the fans, the organization, they could not have gotten the five and six. If they were at five and six, I said it last week. If they went five and six, someone was getting fired. And I know that's not the Chargers MO, but like the, unacceptable. Injuries be damned. It's, they're not a five and six team, roster wise, period. End of story. They should never be under 500 this season. Now, Six and five, the way they got there, they got there with Brandon Staley going for it on fourth down, going or sorry for the two point conversion, 
and getting it. I think that shows a lot of resolve. I think you showed the entire team was putting up two fingers saying they wanted to go for two. Like they were all together on that and it worked. Chargers get to seven and five. And they, in theory, might be able to get Joy Bosa back, maybe able to get Donald Parham back. That game against Miami is going to be box office. I'm still surprised that I've not seen that get flexed. That's going to be a must watch game. Six and six, all of a sudden, now you're back into desperation mode and you lose a game, the season's over. So we're going to get to the Raiders game here in a bit on the next episode. But I think it's a, it's, we, I don't want to understate how important that six and five victory was for this team, for the players, for the coaching staff, for Telesco. Like the, the ripple effect of them losing that game against the Cardinals, Jake, would have been huge. And ima- like, ima- imagine what's the opposite of euphoria. Imagine the misery. Imagine the pain that everyone would be in right now. Having to sit here and talk about a five and six team when we talked about this being a Super Bowl contender going into week one. So be grateful. Be grateful. They they found a way and it wasn't looking pretty, but they still got some dudes on this team and you hope that some more dudes can come through. Uh, Jake, any other, I guess, last minute kind of key takeaways from that game or that kind of came from that game? Again, it was it was probably the first time, it, you know, you 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 look at some of the the negative stats that came out of that. Eight plays that the Chargers had went for negative yardage throughout. Not good. Not good. Definitely not good. The screen game up until that last drive was not doing anything to help you. Nobody not could get good. out front and block. But I did like the fact, as you said, that they realized that their running game wasn't going anywhere early. And they decided to stick with the best chance that they had at winning. Now, I hate this from the standpoint, and again, I go back to the only thing that consistent is with the Chargers is inconsistency. Because in these games that you have put yourself in a double-digit hole, when you end up looking at it a little, a little bit closer, the Chargers' win <laughs> win-loss record's actually pretty damn good. You just wish that it wouldn't have to take that. But for some reason, it sounds like this offensive uh, coordinator and the head coach play a little bit better when they're a little bit more urgency behind it. And they well, realize you, that they have to play. As you, know, you, know, to, you, know, you know what it is, Jake? You know what it is? When you're down 10, you kind of have to put it on the quarterback's hands. Uh, yeah. But when then you're, when you're not, to, when, you're, when you're not, you think, okay, we're going to try to ideally, we'd like to have this be a balanced attack. We'd like to be able to run the ball, time possession, blah, 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 blah. And then you lose because that's not what your team is. Right. But so then just you look pretend, at the games. Pretend, pretend you're losing all the game. San Francisco, Kansas City, you come out firing both of those games. Your first drive, you go down and you score. You're ahead at halftime. And then the second half hits, and you just have nothing in terms of adjustments to the opposing team. You just you have to figure that out. And your offensive line gets crushed. And you really just have to come to the realization that the best chance that you have to make a playoff push right now is with number 10 at the helm. So whatever it is. Just accept that. Accept that. I understand from a coaching perspective, you can't pass it all the time. But honestly, you could. What what are what are the plays that we have seen Justin Herbert be very successful at over the course of the season? Anything that has to do with play action, bootleg, RPO option, bootlegs, yes, whatever it is, that bootleg to Austin Eckler, we have seen succeed time and time and time again throughout the entirety of this season. 
And look what it look what it got you this last week in Arizona. So draw up some more of these plays. I get the whole aspect again. You want to you want to keep imposing defense honest. You want to stay a little bit more balanced. That will come. That will come. But if if it's one drive where you're just stagnant and running game wasn't able to produce or you go three and out, okay, look, I, I'm not saying that the Chargers have to score on every single drive. That's not realistic to think. But I would expect that if that happens, that the next drive that you come out and you got something that's looking different, show me something different. Show the defense something different. At one point, your starting running back said, we got too predictable. Our offense looked vanilla. So it, the yeah. Joe Lombardi... Brandon Staley for these final six games are going to have to come up with a more creative way to get points on the board and keep defenses away from pressuring the quarterback because this past game, Justin Herbert against pressure did a phenomenal job. I think that I think, I think the Cardinals pressured the most against Justin Herbert that we've seen all season. I'm going to close it with this, Jake. Stop trying to put a square peg in a round hole. I understand that you would love to win a game with a balanced approach, and you love. I, I, sure, ideally, yes, but that's not your team. Square peg, square hole, round peg, round hole. Right now, the Chargers need to rely on Justin Herbert. Give him the keys. I literally would be okay if they passed it one hundred percent of the time. <sighs> I know it's not sustainable, but that is that's better. your best chance. To that's win your best right chance now. to win. I but okay. So is it one hundred percent? No. Let's do. T- 75%. I don't care. Putting it in his hands is more gives you a better chance to win than giving the ball to someone else with that offensive line. Austin Eckler with that offensive line is a less chance of winning than Justin Herbert with that offensive line. Period. So, short one today. We're going to go into the Raiders game here in a bit. Uh, the next episode, but huge win. Wanted to give some context about kind of what we saw there. Um some of the reasons for it, some of what we like to see moving forward, but some of the praise I think that is warranted from this coaching staff for going for two, for actually getting this team in Justin Herbert's hands and for finding a way to get a victory, all things considered, despite it all. Um, for Jake Hefner, you can find him, his forward hat today, odd, you look great, Jake, at Jake T. Hefner. You can find myself at Dan W. Sports. I uh, hope you guys had a fantastic holidays with your family and friends, and we'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.